1: Howdy, folks! Happy Thursday. Um, Ack will be joining us any moment, and now to Roy Orbison with something to say.
0: <laughs> Having a little eye issue today, Mike. So we're we're wearing the glasses. Um, let's talk about uh, Jr. Richard, who just passed away. He uh, was a six foot eight flamethrower. If I've got this right, and I think I do uh siever used to have the record for right-handed strikeouts for like 289 and richard broke that with 303 i think he was the first right-hander to throw for 300 strikeouts
1: um no i think ryan did i think ryan had like 300 to it yeah the three yeah the 383 the 373
0: or 383 373, right he was the second one that's what it was yeah he was the second right-hander to do it because
1: ryan had that big the big year that game. Was- that was a fantastic pitching staff with Houston in the late oh, 70s yeah. with Ryan with J.R. Richard um you know now later on in the 80s it was you know Nepper and and Mike Scott but they they always had they always in, they always from what i remember had great pitching. Yeah, no
0: they did. They always had great pitching and and he was really good. The um later after his playing career he um became homeless for a while. He actually was found under the 45 freeway. That was a little sad, but then the organization started to, uh, to take care of him And, and, you know, and at least he, um, he probably had a better go at it than he did maybe 10 years after his playing career. So, you know, I, we'll always remember him because he was just a dominating pitcher, man. He was, a yeah. in the 80 all-star game, he was tremendous. Like he was just, he just threw smoke.
1: Um, I, I said, I was going to bring this up yesterday and I, I, I just wanted to, um, About a week ago, it came out in the Buffalo News that uh, the Buffalo Bills, uh, Terry Pagula and Kim Pagula, their co-owners, were going to be asking for over a billion dollars from New York State to fund a new stadium in Orchard Park. Now, this is the thing. For years, the talk was when they build a new stadium, they're going to build it in downtown Buffalo. They're going to, you know, there's there's plenty of area uh, down near KeyBank Center, down along the lake, um, you know, in the Lackawanna area where some of these old steel plants were, or maybe uh, there's a pair the Perry Projects area in, in, in Buffalo um, to build a new stadium, a downtown stadium next to the arena. Now, and and, and believe me, for years. All they've complained about is you've built a stadium in the snow belt in Orchard Park where they get destroyed with snow constantly. Now, I don't know whether this this proposed stadium is going to be a retractable dome. I would think not because if it's a retractable dome and and you get blasted with snow, you could have the retractable dome collapse because of snow. So, I mean, that's where things stand. More than likely, they know that they're not going to get all the money from the state, so they're going to try to get as much money as they possibly can. Now, the lease is up in 23, and the laughable threat is, oh, Austin, Texas is looking for an NFL team. Okay, (laughs) smoke me. Please, it's it's you know it's 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 not if Toronto really wasn't a realistic threat because the you know city of Toronto doesn't want to build an NFL stadium without it, without the, it being for sure that an NFL team is coming there. Then sure as hell it's not going to be Austin, Texas. You know what? There are not many markets, Russ, right now left that would you know since Vegas has been taken over. I mean, what are they going to move to Oakland? I, I don't uh, know. it's true.
0: I mean, even no, Oakland would be a disaster again. Even Vegas uh Had has an issue with the financial part of it, just because of last year. So yeah, it's there's no threat of anything. And unfortunately, you know, they look at Buffalo and they know they're somewhat important in the state, but they're downstate, so they're never going to get that full amount.
1: Well, no, they'll, <laughs> they'll they'll never get the full amount. And what might be putting things a bit on hold. And not to get into politics here, but the 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 scandal. That's going on regarding Andrew Cuomo, um, a, pr- a promise from a governor who's going to be out of office either by not running for re-election next year or either impeached or resign, it's not worth anything. Now, the lieutenant governor in New York State happens to be from Western New York, a former congresswoman named Kathy Hochul. So, but is she going to be a lame duck because the, the, the point is that she's probably not running for re-election or running for election. So this might be something that you might have to wait until the new governor takes over in November, 2022. And then you're only talking about a year before the lease expires. So I, I think that, you know, they're going to, tr- there's going to be negotiation. They'll try to get uh something done. I think it will get done. The bills are too important to, they're the only football team in new york state because the jets and the giants are in new jersey um and funky yes but bon jovi music is still banned in buffalo because he sucks and because he tried to steal the bills uh, out of buffalo and he has said he's never playing buffalo again he never will because he's hated here never say never who, never. who the heck knows with that I'll, I'll say it one
0: more time, though, Mike. I'm wearing glasses because I have an issue with my eyes today, so that's yes. I'm that's putting
1: fair. that to rest. Yeah, um, Russ has never been accused of being cool. No, but
0: yeah, I just look. End of the day, football's football. It's important the deal get done. is trying to get his. I get it. I mean, you know, um, one more, um, one more uh, death to report. Unfortunately, was um, Bobby Eaton from the Midnight Express. I don't know if you ever got to see them wrestle. Uh, they certainly were on TBS, and they were probably like Mid South, somebody like that. Really good. Really, Jim Cornette was their manager, so obviously he was a uh, a massive voice behind them. But always a uh, a fun fun tag team to watch. They were like you know they would fight like the Rock and Roll Express guys like that.
1: Yeah. Okay, um, it's it's sad to hear. Um, it's funny because all the you know, all these people that we watched. Yeah. And rooted for, and, you know, in our, and, and, you know, we're not, we're not that old.
0: No, but you know, we were, we were in on the tail end of it. Like, you know, it's funny, like the, you know, the, the thing that I got wrong with Ryan, when that happened, I was nine. Cause I think it was 70, no 73, I think it was. So no 74, it was 74. So I was like 11. So a lot of these guys like J.R. Richard was a little more contemporary, but even he was 71, you know, I'm 58. So there's a, there's still like a 10 to 15 year gap. With a lot of these guys, and they are
1: just passing through. Yeah, that's sad.
2: Okay. All right, Dak. Hey, everyone. Perfect. Um, Yeah, give me one second. Um, Okay. All right, ready? Yep. Yep. Hello, Hockey World. It is Thursday, August 5th, 2021.
1: I'm Michael Agello, and you're not.
2: I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology. Mike stole that from Chevy Chase. Yes. <laughs> Mike, you're ignorant slut. Um, and I am Eklund. You're watching hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes every Monday through Friday to fill you in on the comings and goings in the hockey world. And and,
1: and General Generalissimo Francisco Franco is still dead.
2: <laughs> there you have it. And today... Today, today, today. Um, we have a signing to start off with and um a little bit of surprising signing for the money. I mean, the wow. money is pretty high on this one. Thomas Tatar has been um signed by the by the by the um New, the New Jersey, Jersey Devils. The New, New Jersey, Jersey Red Devils Devils two years for four point five million per year. So nine million dollars. Oh,
0: that's yeah. a good signing. I mean, we, we talked about him the other day. this is a guy yeah. who gets about 50, 50 55 points a year who get 20 goals you're not looking from defense for him but he is a consistent offensive performer and they need that
1: yes but the to to X point this is a product of the fact that the Devils uh, wanted to make sure they got to the cap floor and yeah. now they're, now they're at eight, they're at 66.7 million so they're over and maybe there's somebody they trade uh, trade off uh on their on the roster. Uh, let's
0: right give now. the Devils a break here. They they were over the cap before they got to Tar. They didn't have to get to
1: Tar. Well, that's why they, I'm saying maybe maybe they're trading somebody I off. I don't think so. I think they're actually trying to
2: compete. I think, I think that- so too. No, I think they are. I think they're trying to um they're, they're trying to add play I mean they added another player. I mean they resigned a player this morning as well. Um they they resigned um Igor, Sherigovich. Okay. Yeah. Um, this morning and I mean they they have some good young players and they have some good young talent I mean this is a team that you know, and I, they've added some veterans they've added i mean tatar is an interesting player I mean he's a here's a guy a lot of people look at it you know he was a guy who was scratched by the Canadians last year a lot um you know and now now signs for 4.5 million a year it's pretty interesting we can get scratched by one team that's trying to win a Stanley Cup and well, then again
0: we we saw a lot of head scratching stuff that happened with the Canadians and it just happened to work out for them at times.
2: Oh yeah, no there's no there's no question about that. Um, but um yeah, I, I and Tatar is also, you know, he's been in in, in you know in, in Detroit same kinds of stuff happen. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, he's it's funny cuz uh he, he's a, he's a, he's a meme around my house because whenever they whenever he's on TV and his name's mentioned, the whole family goes Tatar, Tatar. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's just something that's been going on here for years. So um yeah, for him to be Signed today, I, I I like it. I think that New Jersey has definitely made some really you know kind of bold moves in a division that's hard. I mean, this is a hard division for New Jersey to get. But well, they at
0: added the- a number one defenseman who could put up points. Now they've added a depth guy who could put up twenty goals. Like if their goaltending is solid, there's no reason they can't hang in the race.
2: Yeah, and, and it's not. I mean, it's a it's a tough division. I mean, and you know who is you know the three Metro teams. they're they've closed the gap a little bit. I mean, the bigger news I think with this situation is that new jersey i think was pushing the hardest for tarasenko of anybody and um this signing definitely ends that
0: safer than tarasenko
2: this yeah and this ends ends the tarasenko it's half the price it's half the price the
0: price it's you know he's gonna play he's healthy yeah Yeah. healthy so he's been pretty durable to So i mean he's
2: not you know if 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 both are healthy tarasenko is obviously a better player but but you know at the end of the day you know, this is this is part of and there, you know, and talking to people who are around this and, and I wrote yesterday. Um, thank you guys for doing the podcast yesterday. Crazy family days yesterday here. Um, but I wrote yesterday that the Tarasenko thing had kind of come down to the three New York Metro teams, that they were really the three teams that were in on it. Um, and each with sort of caveats like, you know, the Devils were in on it. And I think the Devils really, really wanted him, too. But I think at the end of the day, they got frustrated by Armstrong's game playing. And there's, I've heard a lot of this this year. Um you know, normally Armstrong is not really a, a game player, but I've heard, I think and so I think what's happened here, honestly, if I'm to you know to, to kind of like s- summarize the feeling is they the Armstrong's kind of been a moving target with Terrace and go to a degree, and they people are a little bit frustrated about what is required, and there are people who believe that there's a big you know pissing match to say, for lack of a better term, between. The agent for Tarasenko and the Blues right now, where mm-hmm. the agent for Tarasenko is putting out a lot of stuff. I mean, you can there's stuff all over the they place. The doctor, there's all
0: this stuff. Yeah. All this
2: stuff's being thrown out there to try to get Tarasenko moved, and the Blues are like, yeah, oh, we're not going to be rushed." And um, some feelings are, you know, that 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 Armstrong has taken that not going to be rushed thing to like the upteenth degree because he's just he's just ticked off about it. I don't it.
0: blame he's him. I mean, him. he can do it. Like he, he can. Yep. He's the he's in charge. Tarasenko is not in charge.
2: No, that's for sure. But at the end of the day, you know, what's best for the Blues is to get something for Tarasenko too. Well,
1: okay. And I know they're different situations, players at, uh, you know, different points of their career, but the Tarasenko situation and the Eichel situation are sort of hand in hand because, I mean, both are injured. Both have had, have injury question marks. Both have significant term left on their contracts. Right. Uh, Both probably have multiple teams interested, but at a certain price. Yep. Uh, I think it's tougher to move Tarasenko because the upside, you know, he, the, let's just say I think his best days are behind him. He's still an effective player. He still could be an effective player, and he's only got two years left at seven and a half million. But seven and a half million is a, is a hefty chunk of change yes. for a guy that has a lot of question marks. So, yes. I mean, Armstrong, if he is, like, holding out for, you know, significant return, I think he's barking up the wrong tree.
2: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he is, too. And I, I think at some point, and also not being willing, not willing to give, uh, to take any of the salary cap on either, is, uh, you know, to try to get teams to take on the full salary of Tarasenko is also incredibly hard. Um, you know, and, that, and teams aren't just aren't willing to do that. There's no question about it. So to me, um, you know, the Rangers are basically, I think they see Tarasenko as a backup plan if they don't get Eichel. Um, But I think it's. But I think that that's sort of faded away now too. And I think that they're willing to to not get either of them move forward if they have to. I mean, they they've been put themselves in that spot. But um, the Islanders are the one are still the you know are still the big you know who knows because these players still haven't been announced. And the fact as long as this goes, you know, and so and it could go for a while. It could go. It's gonna
0: go for
2: a while. I mean, if we are like I wrote in my blog, if we are in a waiting match between Tarasenko and, and and Armstrong. I mean, and I'm sorry, between Lou Lamorello and Armstrong, we might as well just, you know, sit back and wait. <laughs> I mean, th- those yeah, that's are going to
0: go until like the day before training camp.
2: Yeah. They're going to, they're not going to, no, neither side on that is going to rush things here. You know, the only thing this, that'll you know. be
0: rushed is Adam Pellick. They're either going to make a yeah. determination on him or they're going to go to arbitration. And they should probably make the determination because he had a good enough year that in arbitration, they could sting the Islanders a little bit and hurt them. This whole little game of
2: Jenga that they're playing. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. It's really true, and and, and I think you know he may or we don't know who is signed and who is not signed for, for the downers. He may already be signed. He well, may...
1: yeah, we, we talked about that yesterday. Yeah. It's like uh, Elliot Friedman talked about the fact that Sizikas might be signed, Parise might be signed uh um, um uh, uh what's his name uh Zajak, Zajak may maybe signed Palmery maybe signed but the, you know they have the two situations Pellick, who uh is an RFA with our Ar- our and I and Bovillier um who I don't know whether he filed for arbitration I don't think he did he I yeah. don't remember his name on the list. Yeah, uh, is, uh, he's up on the first day, August 11th, but Bavillier's not on there. And Bav- that might be the motivation here by L- Lamorello. It's like, okay, I've got to get these two key guys signed. So I don't want to let everybody know how much money I have to work with because, you know, your favorite thing, an offer sheet. Yeah. But I don't think that that's reality. No. So I think that's less new- than a week for Pellick. That's what he's got. Right.
2: Yeah. So that'll
1: yeah. clear things up a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah, that that should. I mean, and th- a couple of arbitration things are happening as we speak. Um, not not. I mean, just not arbitration itself, but the Penguins have come to terms with Zach Aston Reese. Um, for one year, one point seven no million. No surprise,
0: he's an important player for them.
2: He is a really important player, and that's a good that's a good number for him, one point seven is. five. Um, there's also rumors that well, I guess I guess the well the Kraken have signed uh, Connor Carrick.
1: Yeah, formerly former. Washington Capital, former <laughs> Devil. Yeah, he's a decent player.
2: 800000 for a year. I mean, that's just – I mean, that's where we are right now, right? I mean, that's like – Yeah, but that's
1: that's, un, that's, under the, that's under the amount that can be buried in the American Hockey League. It's veteran depth. I mean, he can play in the NHL. He's right-handed. You know, he may play in the minor leagues for them, or he could be an extra guy. And, um, and they're
0: sharing an affiliation, so they're not going to have that many guys in the minors. That's right. Sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, that's for sure. Um, I'm sure you guys talked about Eichel, um, but I wanted to put my little two cents in oh, No, no, we didn't it. talk
0: about him yet today. We did not today,
2: show. but in in the past, um, the last couple of days, um, and and of course the letter that was put out by his team, discontinuing the whole, but by, by by the Eichel team, not the Sabers. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yes. Um,
2: but you know, but what's been going on there is just it's just kind of it is kind of crazy. I am hearing more and more that um that like the basically the whole concept of Eichel ever playing for the Sabres again is, is just going out the window. I mean, well,
1: that, I, I don't, uh, Okay, this is the thing. I don't think the Sabres want him to play there again, but the comments made by Kevin Adams last week, yeah. um, essentially said, you know, we're in control of the agenda here. If he has to play here, he's under contract. I mean, he has to play for us. Um, Now, that's not the best situation in the world because clearly it would be a player who doesn't want to be there anymore playing for the team. But if they can't get what they want, they're not going to be held hostage. Kevin Adams right now is in the unenviable position of – he can't be what Jason Bottrell was with the Ryan <laughs> O'Reilly deal. He cannot make that deal again otherwise they will get you may as well move the friggin' franchise. That's how bad they they're they're looked upon right now if yeah. they don't get at least a acceptable return for Jack Eichel. Well, I mean Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was listening to Sirius yesterday and Mike Harrington was on and he basically said if I were Jack I would go to mediation and I think that's what's going to happen now. I think that's the next step and that will take a couple weeks, a month, and then whatever comes out of that, then we'll know what's going to happen with Eichel, but he's going to, he's still going to be Sabre's property no matter what happens.
1: But the, yeah. the, the interesting thing here, Rock, is that as it unfolded last week was uh one of the neurologists who is advising Eichel's camp was on uh the 31 thoughts podcast with, uh, Elliot Friedman and Jeff. Yeah, heard and, me. and, you know, he essentially said that fusion, the neck fusion surgery would not, would be detrimental to the future of Eichel's career that the disc replacement surgery that he wants to have would allow for complete free mobility, mm-hmm. uh, of his neck and that fusion while, being something that would be a more permanent solution in terms of, you know, it's accepted and, 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 you know, teams would have less of a problem with it. Um, it would maybe not allow him full range of motion.
2: No, it's absolutely the case. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm, I have two herniated discs in my back too. Um, I've, I've been put, played this game my whole life, which should I get surgery? Should I get fusion? Um, you know, this, this, this disc replacement thing is relatively new, Um, I, you know, but I haven't haven't gone down that road yet myself, but um, this, you know, the fusion is a huge, is a huge commitment because you are committing, basically, you're just put it, you're just putting those, that that into one place. That's going to eliminate, it's going to, it's going to change your movement. It's going to change how you can move.
1: And uh, when I was talking to someone regarding this, the term that came up, the legal term that came up. Uh, because the Sabres have the final right of refusal based on the CBA to, con- you know, to uh, control the agenda on what they want Eichel to do medically. And the, uh, the, me- the legal term was coercive malpractice, meaning you're going to make somebody do a surgery that he doesn't want to do. And, you know, mediation might be the next step, but the problem is if the mediation says, okay, well, the the Sabres have the right to say what he wants to do, then that's it. And then, then, then you know, Eichel, the only thing he has is I'm not going to play for you and, I, you know, I'm not going to report to camp. And then they can uh, say, well, we're going to withhold your pay, and then it gets to that thing. So, I mean. Yeah. There's
0: probably it's- a thing like the NFL that he could get fined for a certain amount of time being missed.
1: But, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. it's going to get ugly. Best scenario would be for them to get the best return they possibly can and make the deal before training camp. But if they get if they're continuing to get low balled by teams and not getting even half of what they're asking for, then I think they're going to go down the road of saying, "Okay, we're going to we're going to not trade him until um, we get the package that we want." And if that means he has to play for us, then he's have to play for us.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and 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 he will. I mean, he will eventually. I mean, it, you know, this is a tough spot for 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 the Sabers to be in in terms of you know, you know, the coach and stuff like that of trying to figure out how you're going to run your team. Um, I, he's got he's got to go about it, and I know he is going about it, it with with the, with the reality that Eichel's not going to be there and that no one's going to replace him. You know that, and that's a tough spot to be in because obviously it's not the case. You're going to get a uh, there is going to be a replacement, right? We are going to get players that are going to play, but. Right. You have no idea what kind of players they will be, what positions they'll be, so you're sort of stuck.
1: Uh, okay, I'm not a lawyer. I just play one on a, on a podcast. Um, But I'm sorry. Eichel will not win a lawsuit against the Pagoulas because it's in the CBA. Right. It's a it's- recent
0: change in the CBA. act. He There is no real way he can win it. The only thing he can do is get a judge to say, okay, you could get a third opinion.
1: They could have a fifth opinion, and the Sabers could still act the way they're going to act. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And and it was funny. Ak, um, there was a report that a team that was supposedly interested in Eichel was asked whether they would have a problem with him having the disc replacement, replacement surgery as 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 uh, compared to fusion. And they and they said Eichel can do what he wants in terms of what. Perceived So, you know, it's clearly an issue with Buffalo. Now, I, I surmise that, that maybe that was in, in involving insurance. And because, you know, if he has surgery on his neck, and then God forbid, it doesn't work out, you know, then, I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's insurable after he has the surgery. And that's always a factor because, and don't say it's not because the whole yeah. motivation for the Nathan Horton David Clarkson deal between Toronto and Columbus a few years back was the fact that Nathan Horton's deal was not insured because he had previously had back issues and David yeah. Clarkson's was. And that, and, and Columbus was getting insurance money on Clarkson's deal, whereas the money for the Leafs was not important because they're putting him on long term injury.
2: Right, right. Right, that's how that can change things. I don't know. We're gonna have to. We'll stay on it for sure. But I I think that um, I feel like we're entering a we're entering. We do feel like we're entering like a legal phase of it. Like it can feel like it's heading towards that right now
0: because time's running out. Like there's no other place
2: to go. Yeah, there's no right. Right, there's no money and there's there's no. I mean, yeah, there's there's no way you can make this work for teams to making trades soon. They have to make other ideas. I mean, the I mean the only team I think that still has serious. I mean, I, I do think that Vegas, I think the Rangers are sort of running into a spot now where they can't do it from what I was understanding. Um, well, they, yeah,
0: I, I think it's getting tougher <clears throat> for them to do it yeah. based on
1: the other contracts that they have to get signed themselves. Well, this, right. this, is, exactly. this, is, this is the problem where we are at right now. And if you remember a couple of weeks ago, I said if Eichel wasn't moved by say August 7th, he wasn't going to get moved. Teams have allocated their money yeah. to them. And okay, say for example, the Rangers. Okay, the Rangers have a dilemma with Zabinajad. They have to get him signed, or now I don't think he would be part of an Eichel deal. I think ideally the Rangers would want Zabinajad and Eichel, but they're going to have to move out significant money because they've signed guys like Goudreau and they've, you know, Minnesota. They would probably have to move out a significant contract. Vegas would probably have to move out two significant contracts. And Buffalo doesn't really want to take back big salary. Right. They're gonna have yeah. to because they're going to have to get to the cap floor. But
2: that's the issue here. Now, there has been some talk um, about, speaking of big salaries, about Buffalo and Koskinen. Um, and um, yeah. the concept that I know it, it sounds crazy, but we have to we have to talk about it. Um, well, that Edmonton, right. Edmonton, and I'm not the only person writing about it. No, sure. no,
1: but, but. And, and you're right. There, there was talk about it, mm-hmm. but it was talk regarding Edmonton getting Kemper. If Edmonton had gotten Kemper, that Koskinen – the, the, the Buffalo was the safety valve – for Koskinen because they couldn't buy him out. They couldn't create enough caps, but the, the window was gone already. It was Koskinen going to Buffalo if they were able to get Kemper. Right. If you look at the goaltending market now. After- no, but
2: that's changed, though, Mike, because I was told that now Hudobin is the guy, right? And that Hudobin is that, 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 you know, that basically Dallas is looking at.
1: Well, he, here's where I don't get this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does anybody think Ben Bishop is ever playing again?
2: Well, probably not, but they also have Holtby.
1: Right, but right. they have, okay, and they that, have and
2: their young goalie. They want to, they want their young goalie to be on their roster. Like so, Ottinger, yeah.
1: well, they see that that that's where the that's where the conflict is here because I have heard. Well, Ottinger didn't play that much last year. We'd like to get him a full more a full year with the Texas Stars and get him a lot yes, of game, yeah. a lot of playing time, and then we would go with Kudobin and Holtby, and then Holtby's only on a one year deal. And then, right. we, then they would go with Hottinger. I, I don't think Bishop is part of this. I, you know, again, they there were rumors about Bishop being, you know, maybe able to play. You know, that's the thing. If he thinks he's healthy, then they have a all of a sudden have a four million dollar cap hit that's going to hit. Yeah. And they may not be able to fit that, and that's yeah. what may motivate things. Well, if
2: they get Bishop, that if, if Bishop is healthy, then they may have to move Hodeben, like you know, at that point. And right. if that's the case, then you know. Now you got to remember that Nil, you know, and and Holland are, are you know they've worked together for many years. I mean, sure. Nil was Holland's assistant GM for years in 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 Detroit. Um, and yeah, but we- Nil's
0: job is on the line. He's not going to be able to do him a favor.
2: Oh, it is. No, he's not going to do him a favor. But the but but that is pretty much the only place Edmonton can turn now for a goalie. Yeah. Like you said, the goalie market is pretty much dried up. If you want to get a goalie, that yeah. could possibly be. A playoff difference maker for you. That's yeah, a good one to get. I mean, Hudobin is a good one to get if, if you're in that case. Like, this is not a bad way to go. If if Edmonton ends up with Hudobin, that is something that I think Oilers fans will be pretty thrilled about. I mean, that's well, a really great it, it, move. It's,
1: it's better than the sieve known as Miko Koskinen for sure. Or they could try Alex Stalock, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: like, I really would hope they do. Um, but, you know, for whatever reason, so far they haven't, right? I mean, so he's
0: like, Mike, you could be exasperated every time, but if you go look at his numbers. I know. He's, he was really good. He's, a, bad, season, 100% he's a backup.
2: I'm I mean, he, he might was be he a backup when he was leading
0: Minnesota to the playoffs. No, yeah, right, but there's
2: nothing. They, how far exactly. did they go,
1: Russ? They lost in the first round. He's not. Oh, that I'm good. sorry. How far did the Leafs go? They
2: lose in the first oh, round every year. But well, if, I, they, if I if I don't if I don't if I recall right, Staylock wasn't in goal. They didn't, they didn't play goalie in the playoffs. They didn't play goal in the playoffs. Right, like he was the in the playoffs, but I don't think he was the guy they went with in that playoff round.
0: Yeah, no, he went, he went, no, they he was
2: the guy. Okay. I was trying to remember. Him. Okay. They do so many strange things there with their goalies. Um, Koskinen in Buffalo is is like another thing altogether though. That's like, yes, they could possibly take him there. It's a pure um,
1: salary dump. It, it's
2: I mean, a pure salary dump. It does give them, you know, a legitimate goalie, I guess, you know, like the Sabres right now, who's yeah. their starter on, on opening night? It's, it's, uh,
1: it's Craig
2: Anderson. It's Craig Anderson. Correct. Well, okay. Um, you or, know, Arendell, right? Is Arundel the other one they have?
1: Yes. And and so. Dustin to and Dustin Tokarski. So. They flip a coin.
2: Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much. For, I'm waiting
1: for them to sign Louis Domingue so then you'd have a you know a plethora <laughs> of uh
2: I wanted to ask you guys if you guys got into the Nathan McKinnon article. Um,
1: we, 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 Kevin
2: brought it up yesterday. Okay, cool, cool, because I, th- I, really, I, th- I did think that was really interesting. i interesting. glad you guys brought it up and talked about it. Um,
1: yes, I, 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 like I said to Kevin, I don't know whether I could go down the road of, of eating chickpea pasta because remember, <laughs> hummus is made of chickpeas, and hummus is gross. So yeah. I don't know,
0: Mike, if you were making $4 million a year with a chance to win the Stanley Cup, you might just do it.
2: Well, the incredible thing is to me is not that he does this stuff, but that more players don't like. And I and that might sound strange to everybody, but honestly, the investing in yourself, you know, in your body and stuff like that makes so much sense. Yes, um, you know, if you're if you're making that kind of money, and people are saying, "Well, he's on a bargain contract," he still makes a lot of money. Okay, so he he's not, you know, he's he could be making twice that, but he still makes yeah. a ton. Um, and I don't understand why more people don't invest. And the more players don't, and I'm sure more do than we know. But yeah,
0: I think there's more than you realize.
2: It's not just this is not just a Nathan McKinnon, an outlier, only person ever to do this in the world. But to have like no, a guy. No, I spoke
0: was, to a player for yeah. whatever reason. I think players want to keep this on the down low. Know I, I,
2: right? Why? I'll know exactly why they want it. This, this feels like, a, like you know, like you are bragging about your money. It, honestly, it, it basically, that, and
0: that is why. Yes. Yeah,
2: that's what happens. You know, so to me, that's like. Yeah, it looks like man. If I can pay 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 a, pay a doctor to live with me a thousand de- dollars a day for a thousand dollars for per day, all season long, you know that's like your normal person can't do that. You know, or pay right. a dietologist fifty thousand dollars a year. I mean, it is it is fascinating, and it definitely raises him in my mind to to a much higher level. Um, that he to me, I I don't, I don't you know I see it like, hey, he's making this money. He's investing in himself. That's what he should be doing. Um, you know, and, and to not just try to win, but try to be the best he can be. That's it's great stuff, I think. And then I will that he tell you this. There's a
0: wave me. of of young players for the last two or three years, and none of them eat anything bad. They are no. all exactly like McKinnon now. Now, they yeah. don't have the resources he does, but they're doing it themselves.
2: It is so true, and I think we've talked about it before, but I, I have talked to players. I talked to a flyer player one time who took some young guys out, for you know, like the rookies go out, and the rookies tend to like they make the rookies buy dinner, and when they're on the road, and there's this mm-hmm. whole thing they do. And you know, they go to a steak place, and they're you know the rookies they're taking out are, are getting like are getting pasta, you know, like they're not getting steak or they're not getting they're not eating red meat, they're not doing, and they're all like, come on, you know, why can't we just get a, get a burger, you know? And they really bust on them for it, but they do take so much effort into you know eating the eating the right way. It, this is
0: why they eat a lot of Chipotle because they realize. There's
1: worse things in the world to eat. There's only a few ingredients, and they go with that.
2: <laughs> you know what you're getting,
1: and they, and they can hide it in the burrito. And like the oh, oh no, I didn't get any, no, but they probably
0: get the bowl. They probably don't even get the burrito, Mike. And but but that's but I'm telling you, there's so many players again this year. I probably had six or seven players say Chipotle is their favorite place.
2: Yeah, that, that I've heard that a lot too. Um, you know, someone else brought in the whole the whole thing about McKinnon in there, where you know he yells at people for missing passes in practice and stuff like that. Crosby does the same thing, you know. That also, I've I've seen Crosby do. I've been in practices where,
1: well, you
2: know, one of those morning skates where Crosby gets in somebody's face for like for doing something.
1: Yeah. Well, they're from the same town, so and they and they prac they. Did, I think they work out together during the summer. So yeah, maybe
2: I mean maybe there is something about that you know about that work ethic of that area that they come I mean, from.
0: McKinnon waste his time with somebody at practice who's maybe not giving it their all. Like to him, yeah. that's a waste of time.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's it's like it's such a. Make you know raise them up as a cat as like a serious captain, you know Like this is a yeah. serious captain and you know, some players will tell you It's not you know, it, it will make them crazy I'm sure some players don't want all of it some players think it's too much and there always is the argument that you know What is enough and what is too much? I get that you got to keep you know your mental mental state balanced. There's balance, you know, this seems like a very physical thing. He's got you know um, as far, you know, as you know, like I know guys who do a lot of hypnotherapy and meditation and stuff like that to try to, that, that kind of stuff is, is sort of the other element of that other side of that. Um, I didn't see much about that with him. No, but, you know.
1: but, but, but he, um, yeah. a, a thousand dollars a day on a psychotherapist. Um, he should be the most well balanced. A, a
2: physiotherapist, so it's different. Um, no, so,
1: no they said a psychotherapist. I
2: uh, no, reading the article, I have right in front of me here. It's live, live in doctor slash physiotherapist. Oh,
1: uh, okay. I, I apologize. I apologize.
2: So it's not. He's not. it's not. Has does not, 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 not like a psycho. There's no psychological aspect to this that I can see. I better, I
1: better put on a pair of glasses, yeah. like Russ and L. King on Twitter says he likes the Bono look.
2: Yes. Wear sunglasses at night, but you know, like I said, I'm having a little
1: problem today, so it is where.
2: No, no problem at all. Um, yeah, so I I did think that that article was something else. Um, the um I I want to get more into uh a little bit with the Vegas Knights because I would that were my team that I've been focusing on the last couple days when I've been talking to people, um because they seem to be not done and they seem to be really still aggressively wanting to do something. I know it's mainly the I know Eichel's the main thing with them. I don't know if they've gone and kicked tires on Tarasenko yet. Um, I think that would be a huge mistake if they did, would but
1: be a disaster.
2: it would be a disaster. But it doesn't feel like that out of character for them to well, kick tires uh, on them.
1: Okay. I. The, they have to be limited to pursuing after a center. Even if it's not Eichel, it's got to be a center. I, it's funny because I, I I was talking to Russ about like the perfect marriage – for a trade would be the Rangers and the, and the and the Vegas Golden Knights, obviously because yeah. because uh, uh, Gerard Gallant is coaching the Rangers, and if the if the Rangers want to re-sign Zabinajad, if they're not in in on an Eichel and they need to open up cap space to do that, then trading a guy like Ryan Strome uh, would make sense, and Ryan Strome to Vegas would make sense because. Ryan Strom uh, would help them up the middle. He's not a number one center, no, but he'd be their number two. He'd be their number two, and a guy like Riley Smith, who apparently Gerard Gallant really likes. No, he does
2: love him. Yeah, yeah so
1: that, sure. that the salaries would be comparable. Yeah. The Rangers
0: could trade Riley Smith for Strome. On the surface, you would think they should do it, but the problem is the Rangers don't have centers either.
2: Yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't center and that they're
0: hole th- in their center thing. Unless you're going to put Kratsov in there. who's never played center at the NHL level. Or you're going to try Hedl who hasn't done well there at the NHL level. You're not going to put Rooney up on the third line as a center. You won't have center. So I don't think they can make the trade.
2: Yeah, I don't think so either. I really don't think so. Um,
0: they would love to, I'm sure.
2: Yeah. I, and, and, and the interesting thing is like you talk about the, both these teams needing centers does not make them that suited to trade for the most part. They really are. Right. Both, um, you know, and there's there, there are other teams out there looking for centers too. But you know, I mean, that's uh, so it's interesting. So I'm looking at, uh, you know, it sounds like more uh, stuff, more stuff out there, and I guess it's Mike Leuth that's putting out a lot of the Tarasenko stuff. Um, they really are pushing it. Oh my gosh, it's just incredible. Like,
0: well, I mean, look, I mean, that's the job of of an agent, but obviously, teams are not really going for it. And the closer we get to camp, the worse it's going to be. So just like Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers showing up and saying, yeah, we're talking and whatever, Tarasenko's going to have to show up, and he's going to have to play. If he plays well, they could trade him.
2: For sure. For sure. Um, the um, Oh, one other thing. So I just got this text, and and I guess I guess Sarah Village reporting this. this. Is something that I reported on last week, too. And remember we talked about this, that the cap will go up a million dollars? Yes. Um, it will continue to go up. It's it, it part of the deal that it has to keep going up a um, million dollars. It's part of the CBA. Okay. Um, and I mean, it's not a lot. It, it does also is
0: not help a lot of teams.
2: No, and it does also affect um, how much the players have to put in. The, the, the so it, the players don't the love. The, yeah. yeah, it does. It's not like a great great news for them either. But it is something.
1: Well, it, it, he also said in the same post that the billion dollar debt that the players owe. Uh, to the owners is also likely to increase. So, yeah, great. It goes up a million dollars, but all you're doing is stretching out the debt. That means it will stay flat for longer.
0: Well, let's yeah. talk about that. I mean, I didn't realize it was up to a billion dollars. Yes. And so I, I find that interesting because, again, when you always hear from players and they always are like, yeah, we you know, we don't like escrow. We We want our money. We yeah. don't understand why we can't have these things. And then all of a sudden, you know, the pandemic hits, and now they're, you know, the owners yeah. are floating them basically, and yeah. you don't hear the owners saying boo about this.
2: I know that that is the great. I agree with you hundred percent, like us. I think the same thing. It's like you know, when we are watching, when, when the players are getting paid, and there's no fans coming into the, no fans coming in for two years essentially,
1: mm-hmm.
2: that's incredible. I mean, it really it is it, it is like, and you're right. The owners didn't say boo about it. Um, right,
1: but but, the, but they they didn't say boo about it because they knew when the money came from the new uh, um, from the new TV contracts, they were going to get paid back first. So they knew for sure. They they knew that they were going to get their money now. Well, they should.
2: I mean, that's the only I, I'm thing. Not
1: saying, I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm yeah, just I saying mean,
2: who else they, should get paid back there?
1: Right. They they knew that, and and the thing the thing was is that you know the players. Okay, that the agreement, the CBA agreement was that the escrow I think it was twenty percent in year one, yeah. go down to twelve percent. Okay, so that means, you know, you're getting most of your money, but you're getting it on credit. And, yep. the, and the owners are going to get their money. And that's the reason why you're going to see probably the same situation over the next few years with players getting bought out and players getting traded around for cap reasons, more yep. than for teams improving reasons. But the players right. really can't complain much. They can't. No.
2: no, 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 they really, I mean, they really were, I mean, and I, and I honestly, you haven't heard them complain, honestly, either. I don't, I think it's something that they get. I mean, you're going to hear some of it for sure. And, and you're going to hear like when people look at it and, and people who don't think about it or, or you know, but the agents, the agents realize what's going on here. They also re- I mean, they, they also realize that clearly <laughs> the, the money had to come from somewhere. Right. Right. Um, And, you know, the owners, the owners fronted it all. I mean, they fronted all of it. And that's that's a huge, 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 huge. Um, I mean, they- just
0: think about it. If it were on the flip side and the players had to front all this money, the league would go under.
2: It would, it would, it would. I mean, they, 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 they would never. It couldn't happen. It, it couldn't happen at all. And that's the only thing that kept the league from going under was the, was the owners doing this, and yep. they knew it. Uh, they took. I mean, and it's not like they're alone here. I mean, like a lot of businesses did the same thing. I mean, yep. it, uh, you know, businesses had to. We took. We t- Everybody takes a hit. You know, we took a hit here for a year and a half to stay alive too. It's just, it's just what you had to do to keep from going under. Um. You know, this in the, the way the players and owners thing works is you know, it is a partnership, so you know, the partnership basically just you know, they kick the players part down the line, that's what they did. And
0: we might drink a few less burners, I, I get
2: it. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, I've also heard talk, I don't know, the another rumor that I was following up on today was we talked, talking about Zaminajab and, and Strom. Um, I know I'm kind of all over the map here, but going through all my different notes from the last three days. Mm -hmm. Um, And Zabinidad and and Strom have also been rumored to Tampa. And I'm not sure what the return on that is, but I've heard this rumor as well. Uh, Tampa continues to make moves to get better. I don't know what would come back in this situation.
1: Well, okay. Tampa right right now... um, I, I mean, with the Seabrook deal, they really—it was an eleven point eight seven five million dollars swing in terms of their cap. Right. They're right. They're right up against the cap right now. Right. Um, when they get to the beginning of the regular season and they put Seabrook on LTIR, they'll be almost seven million dollars under the cap. Or yeah. So they, I mean, I, I I can't see them having to move out you know, a Sorelli or a Point, at least not right now. Because, you know, remember, uh, Point's new contract doesn't hit the books until next year. He's at, hes at I think, under $7 million, then he goes up to nine point five. So I could see them having to make a move next year, but I, I can't see them having to make a move now.
0: Well, I, yeah. I, I can say it like this. If the Rangers know they can't come to an agreement with Zabanajad. You can try and trade him for Sorelli. I mean, basically it's a one year rental for Tampa. Sorelli's right. making um a little bit less, so maybe the Rangers have to eat some salary and just get a year's
1: worth of term on Sorelli. And he's uh, yeah. and he's arbitration eligible after the two right. years meeting Sorelli. So if he so has maybe two, maybe. that's something they could do, maybe. Right.
2: Yeah, yep. Um I also did just get this one too that um by
1: the way, every show
0: now. Otto Sampy gets mentioned by Funky in the chat room. He's, a, <laughs> he's two to three years away still, but he's not a bad player. It's not just, a bad
2: player. Um, this one is uh, isn't you know, Max Domi is out there obviously, and and Columbus is looking to move him. They that's didn't. What, that's wonderful. <laughs> they didn't protect him, um, which I think they kind of they kind of thought he might get picked up. Um, he did
1: think he would.
0: He's got an issue. They we don't know what it is, but.
2: Seattle would rather taking t- would have rather
1: taken Gavin Bayreuther than Max Domi.
2: Well, a team that might be willing to take them looks like the Arizona Coyotes. Um, and that the Max Domi to the Coyotes, I've heard a couple times. Um, it's
1: a dumping ground. Now, the the, the Sabers should take them.
2: They really should. I agree with that. I think the Sabers should take him. I, one year. I I think that you know when you look at when you look at Domi, you know he's obviously not without his talent. I mean, he can play. So no, but he's
0: a smaller guy and we're guard. We're getting into a league now that, that wants fewer smaller players. And so when you're putting a smaller player now at center, you're yeah. triggering some teams where they don't want to do that anymore.
1: And, and, yeah. and he's going to be out probably until Christmas. Right. So the injury, I think it was a shoulder. That's a contributing factor as well.
2: Right. Right. That is, that is, a, that is a contributing factor. Um, Another trade that I've heard uh, mentioned a little bit is we talked about Koskinen perhaps be moving to Buffalo. Um, Another rumor that's in my notes here is that and um, so, What's pos- Edmonton going to give them to do that? Because they're
0: going to have to give them. Yeah, they're going to. For-
2: it's going to be very significant. Like uh yes.
1: they wouldn't give up a. They would only give up a sixth round pick to save a half a million dollars on the cap and the Zach Hyman deal. So, gee, what are they going to give them a book of X and S and H green stamps? Uh, this is something where this. This is going to have to be like
2: them. a second round pick or. Yeah, I know higher i mean or you know i mean and i know they don't want to give up their first round pick obviously they shouldn't give up their first round pick they might be it could be a first round pick protected type situation um which is not was never really a good idea either um could be but,
0: something like a second they may have to give them a second yeah, it would have
1: to be close to a first because if you remember yeah. the leafs gave up a one to take off Marlowe's contract it was six and a quarter Koskinen's four and a half. They're yeah, so I think a second might second be. at least be a second.
2: Yes. So could Koskinen end up in Columbus with Corpus Salo going the other way? I've heard this one as well.
1: Why? No um, way.
2: And uh, this, I mean, just basically to get. Well, can't
0: get hired over in Columbus. I mean, okay. you're
2: what you're talking about here. <laughs> he's been there. I've done that, hasn't he? Um, yes.
1: Koskinen would help in the rebuild. It'd help them get a lower draft pick.
2: Well, the thinking here is obviously what else is involved. This is not like, you know, and I don't know what else is involved. It would be, you know, a second round pick, perhaps a really good prospect coming from Edmonton too. There's a, there's a lot more involved in this, but you know, if Edmonton's looking to get that other goalie, you know, you have to look around and and the two and one, one of the places that is really possible is Columbus because here's a team that has two goalies.
1: I, I have to say, I have to say this though. It came out after the trade that Edmonton was in on Kemper. Yep. Colorado won the deal because they offered a better prospect in the deal than, uh, in Connor Timmons than Edmonton offered. Yeah. I can just imagine what Edmonton offered. Yeah, I don't think they offered Evan Bouchard. I don't think they offered Philip Broberg. They probably offered you know one of their lower prospects and thought that the first was enough. And that's the problem. They don't value a good goaltender. They haven't for a number of years, and they've yeah. thrown away seasons because of it. Entirely, I mean, honestly, they let
0: Allmark go, and it, and I get he wanted a higher number from them, but they let him go. Like, yeah. I, I you know I like Upekakaluka him but there's no guarantee yeah, like next go. year he's ready
2: and they and they were they weren't that far off of Omark like I mean it was from what I heard you know what what Kevin Kevin was reporting I was reporting other people were reporting that they were close to getting Omark signed in Buffalo so the fact that they didn't get it done
1: but at is the ele- just at the 11, at the 11th hour act um I had heard that Omark basically installed a Buffalo sucks tax meaning <laughs> He wanted two more years than the four that Boston was offering at a million more per yeah. year. He wanted the Markstrom deal, and they said, We don't think you're anywhere close to Markstrom, and we're walking away. But they didn't have a plan B. If your plan B is a 41 year old Craig Anderson and Aaron Dell, who, you know, Ross thinks is just the best
2: goaltender in the world. I mean, I think Dell was their their plan B, but, you know, and then Anderson was like, well, we better get somebody else, too, type thing, from what I understood. So whether or not you think Dell, I think Dell is more likely to be their starter than Anderson on opening night, but uh, we'll see. It doesn't even matter. The other other name that I've heard out there a lot in the last day or so is Phil Kessel's name. Uh, Speaking of Arizona, so you know where does Phil is,
1: real it, go? It is hot. It is hot
0: dog season.
2: I know, and obviously
0: Kessel. Well, how, can... I challenge that. How is it hot dog season, Mike? Tell us. The well,
2: summer baseball, is hot dog season. season. season nobody eats. The season.
0: Nobody eats hot dogs at a at a hockey game. Come on, Mike.
2: Nah, that's true. We've had hot. We, you and I have wrestled, not. You you haven't. I know you don't eat hot dogs. But know, but they, we've Canadians, had hot dog night. There have been hot dog nights in the dollar uh,
0: hot dog nights all the time.
2: I've the I've had quite, I've gone down and gotten myself a six pack. This is bull- back Mike is
0: basically perpetuating a fraud, and I wanted to prove it. it's That's not right. a fraud. It's a fraud.
2: Where does Kessel have value? This is my thinking. No, no, Kessel Kessel can still play. He played well last year. He still has value in some places. Um, is he? Minnesota is Minnesota a place. See, and I think that Minnesota is an interesting place for him because Garen obviously loves the players he played with in Pittsburgh. He always had. He's been bringing a lot yeah, of. Yeah, but back.
0: he likes two way guys. Kessel's not that guy. And for his salary, unless they eat yes. part of the salary, I don't think Garen would want him.
1: And they've already eaten salary on Larson, so yes. I don't think they want to lock themselves in. No. Now it would only be for a year. It's but, only
2: a year, and it, it. And I think maybe they hey, would. Hey, what does it mean? What kind of draft pick you get out of it? Well,
1: okay, it. wait a second. I believe you can retain on three players. Okay, they already retained on Kemper and Ekman-Larson, so they're not going to use up their third no. retention. They'll well, wait till the training deadline. Who else
2: would training, they? Training, who else would? Who else would? Who else would you want from this team that you would want to retain salary on? I mean, that's like really. This I don't is like training deadline
1: act. If you retain, right.
0: salary, I know, but training.
1: no, but but act. They might. They might be able to move somebody. Some of these players that they have at the deadline and the and. The, the ability to retain salary on them would get them a, a heck of a return. You maybe. can't lock your you can't lock yourself into not having any salary because once you commit all three, that's it. You you're you're you can't you have no flexibility.
2: Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I you know would okay, but let, let's let's just go through some teams. Minnesota, maybe like we said, maybe maybe not. Um, Los we,
1: Angeles, possibly.
2: L.A. They they are. um, they're not done. I, you know, I've talked to a lot of people out there. They're definitely not done. They, they were going to. They tried to do more. They are, you know, one of the sleepers on Eichel too, for sure.
1: No, not a chance.
2: Yeah. No, Why would they know no, not a chance.
1: Because they don't have the million ca- dollar cap hit. Yeah. come on. They don't have the. They don't have the cap space, and he plays the wrong side. He's a right winger. They need a left winger.
0: Actually, he's not an $8 because he got a $5 million bonus, but
1: still. No, no, no. But he's cap hit 6.8. Yeah, it's cap hit
2: yeah. 6.8. Um, That's crazy. Nobody's taken that. Nope. For Phil Kessel, do you think um, Boston. You know, Boston, how about nope. Pittsburgh? Maybe, maybe nope. you know, like return to nope. Pittsburgh? No. Nope. Nope. Made a big – it, it him, him it, not being in Pittsburgh has been a problem for the Penguins.
1: The reason that they got rid of him is because Mike Sullivan was tired of his act.
2: Yeah, but – that 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 act was also really helping players like Malkin. <laughs> well, <the> problem, <laughs> like Malkin, Malkin, Malkin is not the same player without Kessel. There, it's, it's just been it's been true.
1: San Jose for Evander Kane, maybe.
2: Yeah.
1: No, no. Uh, let's cut that sentence in in half. Act. Malkin yeah. is not the same player. Period.
2: True. True, but I mean, there definitely is a feeling that, that, that at least within the Boston organization, I mean Pittsburgh organization, that that has been tied to Kessel not being there. You know, um,
0: there's no way Hexel will ever take that salary ever. Nope. nope.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't Zero think so um, Does Buffalo or New Jersey take a shot at a guy like this?
1: No, they just no, not with Tatar. No, Buffalo only if they need to get to the cap floor. Yeah, because then they could flip them. They yeah. so that's the thing. Buffalo could. Acquire Kessel and flip them someplace. Retain half the salary, and it will do the do them how It would give them help because they want to get to the cap floor.
2: Yeah, and then I mean, put him on
1: a line with Skinner. Great.
2: Right? He's cheap this year, though, right? I mean, like someone was saying. So, how much? How much is he actually getting paid this year? Do you actually have to pay I think, for. His I, think
1: so, I think it's a million dollars in actual salary. That's what yeah, that's like. That feel feels like salary, a. But,
2: I mean, that's the obviously the perfect person for. For um, well,
1: that's a perfect person for a team for, for Arizona
2: team. to hold on to, right? Correct, um, right? Yeah, um, it makes it makes some sense for sure, the since um,
0: they already paid the bonus.
2: But he has apparently submitted his trade request. Um, uh, the Kessel does want out of there, we've heard that. Um, and uh, you know, I don't know, I, I
1: a Greyhound bus station there, he's gonna his, have to wait. Yeah. His, <laughs> his trade request includes, includes Oscar Meyer, not
0: another no, no. I mean, seriously. The only one we haven't heard that wants out of there is Clayton Keller. Like everybody else wants out.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, that's
0: Chickren. true. Chickren
1: doesn't want
2: out. Yeah. Chickren doesn't want out either. I'm trying to see what else yeah. I have Carter here.
1: Carter um, Hutton doesn't want it out because he, he <laughs> because his next stop is the American Hockey League.
2: <laughs> the sorry, um,
1: sorry, Carter, it's the truth.
2: Trying to see what else I have in my notes here. Um, well, did. do. Yeah. Did the you blues, the, the blues, and Zadino Chara is another one I had written down. Um If Chara wants to come back, St. Louis. Yeah,
0: we haven't heard any news from Chara. Zero.
2: I, I, from what I understand, he is. Yeah, he's obviously making up his mind, but I think he would come back to the right situation. It feels like he's in shape enough, and he would play again. But it has to be a team that has a shot, legitimate shot. Are the Blues a team that have a legitimate shot?
1: I, I, I. I speculated or I threw out Toronto as a possibility as long as he would take yeah. a, a league minimum deal he would be perfect on the bottom pairing for them but I don't know if he wants to play in Canada um I, I'm not sure I
2: mean yeah I mean that 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 would that would make some sense I do agree with you
1: I mean R- Russ is right it's been very quiet and we heard almost straight away he he was gonna play someplace again uh after the Bruins said you know no thanks. And yeah, but it
2: was pretty quiet there too. Honestly, I mean, we did hear that he would play, but I, I've heard the same thing here crazy. though. I've, I've heard the same thing here. I think I, I don't. It doesn't feel any different from last year to me. Like he's going to play again. I've heard if he, if, but it has to be the right situation, which is the same thing I heard last year. To be
1: wouldn't, honest, it, wouldn't it be weird? I, I think Dan Petru said this. Wouldn't it be weird if it was sort of like the circle of life type of thing, and he goes back to the Islanders? Yeah, where he started.
2: I mean, you know, why not? In some cases, I mean, for some, I mean. It's, a, it's obviously not the Islanders he left um it's a different it's a whole different management different group different everything so um you know it's a, and it's a team that's built you know a, like in around a of kind of player char would be char would be a great fit for them i mean they would fit right into their right into their system without any it issues like it,
0: yeah
2: you know yeah if he i mean and that could make them you know it, it, it gives i mean it definitely helped the capitals more than I think the capitals thought it would last year for sure. So. Oh,
0: he definitely helped the Capitals. So without him, forget it.
2: Yeah, think about it. I mean, think about that. And then no one thought that. I mean, ever thought, everyone thought he's a, like Mike just said, a bottom line guy, bottom bottom pairing uh, defenseman. No, we,
0: we saw a lot of him, and he
1: really made a difference in games. yeah.
2: yeah I mean, he, he was playing top four for them. He did, but he ran out of steam a little bit, like the Capitals did in general.
1: And that's why I said he'd be better on the bottom pairing. As long as he played every day, if he's playing 15, 16 minutes penalty killing, he would be still an asset. That's why, like I I was saying with Toronto, they're looking for a, a veteran guy who can be on the PK, and I think he can still do that. He doesn't have to move very very far on the PK. He's got that big reach. I Again, I just don't know whether he wants to play in Canada or not.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't heard anything on that. Um, that's all I got, guys. Um, but you know, thanks to everyone for joining us today. We appreciate it. We'll be back again tomorrow with Kevin, and uh, we'll be talking about the final Central. division. Final division tomorrow. Did we talk? Oh, to, no. oh, oh yeah. did the Central yesterday. Okay, good.
1: Yeah. We'll talk oh, about the we Central.
2: We're we'll doing the Central. Um, although tomorrow, Kevin and my article uh, article will be coming out tomorrow on the Pacific. So, but we'll also talk about the Central tomorrow, and we'll get into that. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be. It's going to be fun, and then we're off to the weekend. So remember, folks, without the buzz, it is just hockey. Thanks so much for watching. We will talk to you again tomorrow.